0: When I look into your holiness When I gaze into your loveliness When all things that surround me are shadows in light of you When I find the joy of reaching your heart when my will becomes enthroned in your love when all things that surround me are shadows in light of you then I worship you I worship you the reason I live is to worship you lord you i worship you oh i worship you yes my lord you the reason i live is to worship you When I look into your holiness When I gaze into your loveliness When all things that surround me Are shadows in light of you When I find the joy of reaching your heart When my will becomes enthroned in your love when all things that surround me are shadows in light of you then i worship you oh i worship you yes lord you the reason i live is to worship you Oh, I worship you, I worship you, yes, Lord, you. The reason I live is to worship you. I worship you, I worship you. The reason I live is to worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Yes, Lord, you. The reason I live is to worship you.
1: Father, we worship you this morning. We set our hearts upon you. We worship you with all of our heart. We give you all of our mind and soul. We're here today just to set our day in the right path by worshiping you, by thinking of you, by praising your name for all the good things you've done. In Jesus' name. Well, good morning, good day, folks, wherever you may be listening to this. This is uh, Matt Guy here from the Kingdom Corner podcast, just kind of taking a break from more of the heavy uh, study of the Word. We've been in Ephesians, but I needed to take a break this week and was going to just bypass this podcast time altogether, but I thought it would be just fun to get on here live like I am now and just to begin to share. This is a live podcast. I don't know if anybody's there trying a new feature here from Podbean. And I just thought I'd bring you into some of my worship time that I attempt to do on a daily basis. Uh, That was an old, old song that I love. Um, I worship you. The reason I live is to worship you called when I look into your holiness. And it's a beautiful song. Um, Here's another old one I love that I did years and years ago <laughs> when I was in high school. Um, a college group of uh, nurses taught this song to me when I was away on a retreat to some of our group and I just saved it and I've always loved it. It's called Take Our Bread and it's a just a good theme to think of today. Take our bread We
0: ask you Take our Hearts, we love you, take our lives. O oh, Father, we are yours. We are yours. Take our bread, we ask you, take our hearts. For we love you, take our lives. O oh, Father, we are yours. We are yours. Yours as we stand at the table
1: you set.
0: Yours as we eat the bread our hearts can't forget. For we are the sign of your life, with us yet we are yours, yes, we are yours. Take our bread, we ask you, take our hearts, we love you, take our lives. O oh, Father, we are yours. We are yours. Now we're your holy people, standing washed in your blood. We're spirit-filled yet hungry. We await your food. For we are poor, but we've brought ourselves the best we could. We are yours. We are yours. Take our bread, we ask you, take our hearts. We love you, take our lives. O Father, we are yours, we are yours, yes, take our bread, we ask you, take our hearts, we love you, take our lives, O Father, we are yours we are yours
1: maybe one more and then i just want to share a short short devotion with you
0: reign in me sovereign lord reign in me reign Lord, reign in me. Captivate my heart. Let your kingdom come. Establish there your throne. Let your will be done. reign in me Sovereign Lord reign in me Reign in me Sovereign Lord reign in me Reign in me Sovereign Lord Reign in me, captivate my heart, let your kingdom come, establish there your throne, let your will be done, reign in me, sovereign Lord, reign in me. Yes, reign in me. Sovereign Lord, reign in
1: me. We love you, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give our lives to you this day, Father. Lead us, guide us, direct your people that are listening today, if they're live, tomorrow or in the future. Let this just be a time that they steal away with you, that they get in your presence and worship you. Well, before I go, I just want to share a light devotional word with you. I I love to study the Word of God. I love to dissect the Word of God for you on this podcast. That's what this podcast is all about. And yet today, I just, I needed to take a break this week. Like I I may have said earlier, I wasn't going to be on the podcast today. I wasn't going to I was just going to take a break from it, but then I was thinking of my worship time, my devotional time, that maybe I could include you on that uh, for those that are listening whenever they listen. And I just want to read to you. I, I've been so fed by this little devotional book that I uh, ordered from a man by the name of Paul T. Johnson. I believe he's in, he has a church called The Father's House in Indianapolis, Indiana. He's also related to those of you that might know this man. Uh, you might recognize him more, is Jeremiah Johnson. You might recognize him as being a prophet or in the prophetic. And I, I got to know Jeremiah, Jeremiah's brother, I should say, Paul, through, uh, through Jeremiah. And um, so I ordered this little devotional book, Fight the Good Fight, 40 Devotions from Paul's Instructions to Timothy, meant to be read through like about 5-10 minutes a day and uh it's really blessed me i've went through it already pretty much all of it but now i go through and i do a thing and i'll just share a thought with you i read so many books all kinds mostly devotional or i should say theology and devotional books these days but also history books i'm a big civil war fan also world war ii and i've begun in the last two years to build what's called called a commonplace book i take a four by six card after I've read a book and kind of marinated on it, I'll go back through it. Uh, passages I've highlighted that stood out to me, I'll put on this four by six card. And then I have a card file. I file all these in under different topics. Um, this would be under, uh, I guess, theology, but then you could break it down even further by the different topics in ge- uh, in theology if you wanted to. And that's what I've been doing. And uh, I pull those tips, uh, uh, those those cards out and read them again and uh, meditate on them. Sometimes I use them in messages and I don't have to go to the book and I can just look there under the topic, whatever it may may be. It might be the word of God might be the spirit of God might be even something somebody said that's, um, you know, a historical figure. That's a very good uh, quote that you could use for something or just read again to be uh, encouraged. So I'm reading today. I'm going to read, this chapter uh, because it really was really impressed me when I opened up back up again and started making notes on it. This is day 10 be strong in the grace. Um, you therefore my son be strong in the grace that it is in Christ Jesus. and he's taking various thoughts from the different verses in Timothy second 2 Timothy 2: 2, 1You therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The emphasis on the grace of God in the New Testament is frequent, heavy, truly staggering. The biblical significance of grace is so astounding that it seems nearly impossible to overemphasize its importance. The Greek word for grace is charis, which is used over 150 times in the New Testament. 89 of those are in Paul's letters. Charis occurs in every New Testament book, except for Matthew, Mark, 1 John, and 3 John. Due to the wide variety of occurrences and extensive use of charis, defining grace as merely God's unmerited favor, as some do, is insufficient and extremely inadequate. That's what Paul says. Paul Johnson says about that. What exactly is the grace of God, and how can we more fully understand it? To simply state, to start simply, Grace is an attribute and characteristic of God. When God encountered Moses on Mount Sinai and caused all of his goodness to pass before him, he called out uh, and proclaimed that he is gracious. Exodus 34, 6. One translation says, he is full of grace and truth. John begins his gospel by explaining that Jesus came from the Father, uh, I guess here's where I got that quote, and was full of grace and truth. John 1.16 says, For of His fullness we all receive grace upon grace. The literal translation of the end of this verse is grace for grace, or grace in exchange for grace. Why is that so important? It shows us that grace of God is not stagnant or inactive. There is a movement to God's glorious grace, and it is radiating out of His heart towards His people. Have you ever been to the beach and stood in awe of the beauty and majesty of God on display in front of you? The waves come crashing into the seashore, one after another after another. The grace of God is so much like that. He is relentlessly pursuing and drawing us to himself by the power of his grace. Let me read that again. He is relentlessly pursuing and drawing us to himself by the power of of his grace. Meditate on that for reality for a while. Allow your broken soul to take it in deeply until it changes you. God is our gracious Father who sent his Son full of grace, who sent the Holy Spirit who is called the Spirit of grace. Hebrews 10.29. His grace saturates everything he does and permeates every part of his being But because it's simply who he is. Let the waves of grace wash over you again and again. We cannot be strong in the grace of Christ if we don't comprehend it. Wouldn't wouldn't our ignorance in the matter necessarily make us weak in grace? Hebrews 13.9 says, Do not be carried away by varied and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by food. When was the last time you sincerely pleaded with God for His grace? the grace we need in Christ Jesus, so we must fight to stay connected to the Lord, who is our source of life and strength. Jesus said, "'Abide in me, and I in you, "'as the branch cannot bear of itself unless it abides in the vine, "'so neither can you unless you abide in me. "'I am the vine, you are the branches. "'He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit, "'for apart from me you can do nothing.'" John fifteen four to 5 We will never be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus if we fail to see our desperate need for Him. We can only be strengthened by His empowering grace when we clothe ourselves with humility and seek Him with all our hearts. For God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. 1 Peter 5.5 five. The grace of God is extravagant. It goes above and beyond. When my wife Taylor was 16... Her parents bought her a car to eliminate distractions. She was not allowed to have anyone ride with her for her first few months driving. After a few weeks, Taylor disobeyed her parents' rule and was caught giving a friend a ride home. What her father did next made a deep and lasting impression on her. Instead of taking her keys, he gave her $50 and said, This is Grace. Stunned by his reaction, she said, I don't understand. He replied, you deserve to have your car taken away from you. Mercy would be letting you continue to drive it. Grace goes above that and blesses us above and beyond what we deserve. Today, the grace of God is available to you in ever-increasing measures. He has forgiven our sins or your sins, redeemed you through his blood, and lavished his grace upon you like a waterfall. Ephesians one 7-8. His grace will sustain you through difficult days. His grace will empower you to choose life and holiness in the face of temptation. His grace will strengthen you when you feel weary and are ready to quit. All you have to do is humbly ask, and you will certainly receive. And I put this note down here on the, on the one page that was blank beside the end. We can never be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus if we fail to see our desperate need for him. Do you get that today? You can never be strong in his grace if you fail to see your need for him. Wow. Lord, we just pray for your grace to cover your people today. We just pray, Lord, to remain hungry. That is a kingdom principle, to be hungry, uh, to keep on hungering, and keep in humility. Lord, we acknowledge our need for you. We acknowledge we're nothing without you. We're just clay. We're just pieces of clay. We're just pieces of earth, Lord. God, may we rely on upon your grace, your, your empowerment, uh, to empower us to live the way you'd have us live. In Jesus' name, I pray this prayer. I pray that everyone that listens today, tomorrow, in the future will be blessed this coming week. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming by and being part of our worship time. Next week, we should be back with another more um, full episode of really dissecting and digging into the Word. God bless you all.